Matthew chapter 10 and verse 39. Jesus said, whoever finds his life will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. The New Living Translation says, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. The message translation says, if your first concern is to look after yourself, you'll never find yourself. But if you forget about yourself and look to me, you'll find both yourself and you'll find me. Uh, I don't know, do you remember at school, and some of you kids listening, you're, you, you know photograph day, you know, school photograph day. I don't know if any workplaces do work photograph day, but when we get a group photograph, it might be at a wedding where all the family stands together, or it might be at school and you've got the class all standing together. Who was the first person you look for in the photograph? You look for yourself, don't you? You look at the photograph and you look to see how you look in the photograph. And if you look good in the photograph and you've not got an embarrassing face or your mm -hmm. hairstyle isn't awkward or your face doesn't look awkward, you say, that's a really good photograph. And as parents, if our kid looks good in the photograph, we want to buy the photograph, don't we? So we look for ourselves and we say, if I look good in the picture, then it's a good picture and after we've found ourselves in the picture and ascertained whether we look good in the picture then we say okay that's a good picture and then we look for everyone else and Jesus is saying if you make the whole of your life about yourself about whether I feel fulfilled or happy or satisfied or um, if I make the whole of your life about finding yourself Jesus is saying, actually, in the end, you lose yourself. But if you make the whole of your life about the discovery of Jesus and the purposes of Jesus, in the process, you find yourself, you discover yourself. And the wonderful news about this person, Jesus, who is God, he knows exactly who he created you to be like there's no one who knows you better than he knows you he absolutely gets you and what jesus is saying in matthew 10:39 is if you if you come to me forgetting about yourself you'll find your true authentic self waiting for you in jesus that's what he's saying that the self that every human being was created to be, Jesus is actually saying is only discoverable through coming to Jesus with this kind of surrender, yielded, detachment, entrusting him with absolutely everything. That the true you that you were made to be, the fulfilled you, the fulfilled me, the satisfied you, the satisfied me, is only something that can truly be explored by coming to Jesus with kind of open hands where we let go of the death grip 
where we hold on to things, whatever that might be right now. And we've all got things right now. We're probably thinking, if this happened, or that happened, or this changed, or this opened up, or this person said this to me, then I would be fully satisfied. And we hold it like a death grip. If we let go of that and come to Jesus in yielded surrender, Jesus is saying, I'll show you who you are. That he is God, and we only can really discover who we're created to be by coming to him like this. Another way of seeing it is this, is Jesus is like salt that brings out the flavour of a great dish. You know, have you ever, I mean, I, I don't really cook, but I can pretend in this illustration that I understand about seasoning. I, I don't understand about seasoning at all. <laughs> People say if I make a bolognese, which I don't do very often, it's not very well seasoned, is, is some of the feedback I've received. <laughs> But, but, but Jesus is like the seasoning on a on a dish. You know, the great cooks and chefs. Actually, my daughter is is way past me in her capacity now to season effectively. But the great chefs and the great cooks know how to bring out the flavour of food. And um, so Jesus is like the perfect salt that brings out our flavour. So. You know, when we come to Jesus in this kind of detached, yielded, surrendered way, it's like Jesus brings out your unique flavour. Dare I say it, that before a person comes to Christ, they could be a good person doing good things, but there's something that can only be brought out in terms of flavour through union, relationship and intimacy with Jesus. That when a person comes to Jesus and says, you know what, I'm no longer looking to bring out my flavour. I'm no longer looking to find my life and become somebody or grab hold of success or, or get what I want. I'm coming in increasing measures of yielding surrender. What happens is Jesus is like this salt that brings out the beauty and the flavour of, of, um, of that person. And I've quoted this before, that... If we want to live the, the, the kind of life that every single one of us actually wants to live, we, we need to be increasingly, and I'm saying this is a process, this isn't, isn't a one-time event, this is a process of becoming increasingly dedicated to a cause that's greater than ourselves. If you and I want to come alive in, in all the flavour of our uniqueness, Maybe it's imagination, maybe it's creativity, maybe it's a kind of boldness, maybe it's to step into things beyond our asking and, or, and imagining. It starts by a decision to be going on a journey of dedication to a cause that's greater than ourself. Jesus said, if you, if, if you, whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. When we dedicate ourselves to a cause that's greater than ourselves, it's like, Jesus, what grips me most is I'm on a journey to discover what you want in the earth. I'm on a journey that the weight and the glory of who you are might be revealed through me. Um, I'm giving myself to a cause that's greater than myself. And it also involves surrender to a person other 
than ourselves, that it's a cause greater than ourself and a person other than ourself, that the freedom and the liberty and the lightness and the joy and the hope that we long to experience comes through, I'm losing my life for your sake. And then we find on the other side, uh, the life we long for. The Apostle Paul, I think, in the scriptures is probably one of the greatest uh, examples of a person who discovered that through learning the secret of contentment in Christ, he could do all things through through Christ. He says in Philippians, I, I can be content when I've got a lot and I can be content when I've got a little. I can be content when I look successful. I can be content when I look like a failure. And at the beginning of, the, of Philippians, he says these incredible words. He says, for me to live is Christ. I mean, this is radical de uh, uh, dedication to a person other than himself. He's saying, I'm so in love with Jesus. I'm so satisfied by Jesus. I'm so enjoying my relationship with Jesus that to live, to live is Christ. And then he says these incredible words, to die is gain, that he had, he, 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 the, the Bible talks about, yeah, we, we don't mourn like other people. In other words, yeah, there's a mourning and they, they can, they, 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 he's not kind of stoical and not moved by things. But he's saying, look, to die is gain. I, mean, I want that kind of relationship with Jesus where to live is Christ. And uh, to, you have that mentality to, get, to die is gain. And it's this kind of mindset that, that the Apostle Paul models that means he, he lives totally, it would seem, or increasingly it would seem, self-forgetful. He's not looking at everything through the lens of how does that make me look or how do I come across or do I... Uh, appear to be fruitful. Paul lives with this um, radical self-forgetfulness. He's not comparing himself to other people. He's not in competition with other people. He is self-forgetful. I think self-forgetfulness is probably one of the greatest uh, definitions of what it means to be a free man or a free woman. It's the freedom from the fantasy of, 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 you know, like in baseball, hitting the home run. You know, when am I going to hit the spiritual home run? It's the radical freedom that means it doesn't really matter who does it. It's just celebrating it being done. It's the wonderful freedom where we don't have to ask, what does that make me look or do I appear? It's the freedom from performance, competition and comparison. It's the freedom to forget about ourselves and be completely fixated and concerned about the concerns of Christ and loving the person in front of us. So think of this, Paul is a, he's a radical apostolic missionary with a vision to reach the world. And then he finds himself under house arrest. All of his plans stopped and he can't go where he wants to go. And yet, in that context, in Philippians uh, chapter one, he he says, so he's in house arrest. He can't go to Spain and preach the gospel. And 
he says this, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, in Philippians 1.12, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has really served to advance the gospel. I mean, Paul, you're on another planet. You see everything in terms of Christ. It, 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 it's not in terms of your ministry, your fruitfulness, your actualization, your progression. He sees everything as is all about Jesus. What has happened to me has really served the gospel. Then he says, look, so that it has become known throughout the whole imperial guard and all the rest that my imprisonment is for Christ. And most of the brothers and sisters, having become confident in the Lord by my imprisonment, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. So Paul is living embodiment of to live is Christ, to die is gain. Um, if you find your life, you lose it. If you lose your life, you find it. He's lost his life. He's lost his freedom. And he says, look, the imperial guards are getting to hear about Jesus because of me. And the church is more bold, more confident, more courageous in their understanding of who Jesus is because I'm in prison and I'm in, I'm, I'm in prison and I'm doing it well. C.S. Lewis put it this way. Put first things first and second things get thrown in. Put second things first and you lose both first and second things. In other words, to, to close, in Eastern religions, it's all about you lose yourself. It's all about you cease being a unique human being and you just lose that unique sense of your personhood. You disappear. You stop being um, that sense of that unique individual made in the image of God. You kind of disappear into the background. In Western faith, it seems it's all about being. It's all about having. It's all about what's my call? What's my ministry? What's my success? What's my place in the world? It, it could almost be in the Western kind of expression of faith. It's a kind of narcissism. You know, we're looking in the mirror and it's all about us. And C.S. Lewis is saying, look, if you put Jesus first, if you put the kingdom of God first, Jesus said it himself, seek first the kingdom of God, said it before C.S. Lewis. C.S. Lewis said it in a different way, put first things first and second things get thrown in. You put the cause of Jesus in the earth first, the glory of Jesus in the earth first. You'll get all the second things thrown in. Those dreams, that, that ministry you're imagining for Jesus, that breakthrough. And uh, you get first and second things. But if you put second things first, like it's about me, my fulfillment, my success, my satisfaction, you actually lose both first and second things. So to close, I'll, I'll unpack this phrase. I've heard this phrase a lot recently. Being a detached activist. In other words, we surrender and we yield to Jesus. And we have our goals, we have our plans, we have our dreams, we have the things we long to see. But we detach, we open up our hands, we let go of the death grip, we join with Habakkuk and we say, even if, 
the olive tree doesn't bear fruit, even if the stalls are empty, even if I will praise God, I've, de I've decided, I'm on a journey of decision, I'm detaching from needing to get my own way, I'm turning over my will to the comfort of God, I'm looking for God to lead, guide, protect and comfort me. And then it leads to activity or activism that we are so in love with Jesus increasingly and so detached from our own way, our, our love becomes radical in a way that it could never have been without being detached. So it's not that we're just loving Jesus and not loving. Let's be honest, have you ever prayed for someone on the street and thought, how will I look if I don't see them healed? Will they think I'm stupid? Have you ever thought, I want to prophesy over somebody, but what will they think of me? When I think like that, God says to me, Jamie, it's because you're self-centered and you need to forget about yourself long enough, detach from how you look and let me love people through you. And I believe that as we pursue Jesus like this and as he brings out our unique flavor and salts us, as he makes us increasingly self-forgetful, there's going to become a multifaceted faceted expression of each person's unique way that they're going to love the world. It's not going to be one thing, it's going to be beautiful, multifaceted. So Jesus, we thank you that the ultimate moment where this detachment, this letting go, this yielding takes place is the moment we meet you face to face. That we understand that this is a journey of maturity. We understand there's not just one moment when we suddenly detached from all other things and become completely self-forgetful. We understand it's a moment-by-moment moment thing yes. and a day-by-day day thing. And we understand that when we realise how much you love us and how for us you are and how you desire to bring out our true selves, that it's much easier to trust you, to trust your care and to trust your comfort. And so, God, we ask that increasingly in these days you take us, as we've been reminded today, deeper in love with you and we ask for a torrent an overflow a, a, a river to flow out of our lives of loving activity that from the place of just resting in you that actually we would go around healing the sick that out of the place of forgetting ourselves and how we look we would prophesy over people and i pray for multiple expressions of uniqueness to come out of us in your name jesus amen